Hey guys and gals, Vince here from Movie Muggin'. First of all, thank you for checking out this episode. We truly appreciate each and every single listen. If you're new to the show, we highly recommend you go back and listen to our entire catalog for the full immersion Movie Muggin' experience. Number two, this is not a spoiler-free movie podcast. We watch a movie and have a conversation with no planning ahead of time of where it may go, as will be pretty obvious as you continue to listen. And lastly, we say bad words. Sometimes like juveniles just learning how to cuss, and sometimes like the most seasoned sailors. And at times, we can be highly inappropriate. Guys, it's just how we roll. So, consider this a warning, or an invitation to the most kick-ass father and son movie podcast on the planet. You still there? All right, let's do this in... Three, two, one. Pube clippings Mm -hmm. and menstrual blood. Oh. I kind of feel like I'm on drugs right now. Welcome to Movie Muggin, the father and son podcast that's not going to put out another episode until next year. <sighs> okay. The dad joke. Dads can't wait for New Year's so they can do <laughs> stuff like that. I, I've been seeing memes about the like dads of 1999 or whatever, dads of blank, 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 so mm-hmm. they can say, I'll see you next millennia, I'll see you next century, like stupid bullshit like that. I'm not good at math, but I don't think I'm going to have an opportunity to, to do that with you ever. So Probably not. It's a lost memory. I'll never have. Well, I'm Vince. I'm Jack. And we are a father and son duo who love watching movies, chatting about the movies, and most importantly, spending quality father-son time together. Jack, it's episode 31. Yep. Just point that out in case you didn't know. (laughs) I didn't. All right, let's get to everybody's favorite part. Lobby time with Vince and Jack. All right, everybody, welcome to the Movie Mug and Lobby. This is a time where we talk about things that aren't necessarily related to the movie we're going to be talking about, but we still think they're important enough to warrant some airtime. A long time ago, when we first started doing this, we were a Movie Muggin, a father and son podcast. And then, because of you, we became a father and son podcast, but not a family show. <laughs> you didn't want to be a family show anyway. And now, because of last week... In our bio, this is what it says, and on our homepage of our website, it says, a father and son, plus a movie, plus a conversation that always goes south, equals movie mugging. (laughs) Nice. Because that's what happens. That represents us very well. We should have known that's what was coming, because that's that's our lives. We could be talking about, like, the most lighthearted, family-friendly thing, and it'll just take a turn at some point. I'm not sure when or where. Me either. But it's always able to. That door is always open. It's never closed. It's never even cracked. It's like wide open off the hinges, begging us to make it bad. And and here's the cool thing about our family. Everybody's fine with it. (laughs) Yeah. And everybody joins in. I mean, from your grandfather and grandmother. I think think you get to your grandmother every now and then. Just hearing some of the things come out of your mouth, I think she kind of shudders. We were playing a a board game one time and... It was like a Cards Against Humanity type, but you write your own thing, I think. Yes. She wrote a gorilla's butthole, didn't she? Yeah, but you wrote like wooden butt plug or something that was, like that. I think that was you. <laughs> oh, I don't M- mine, I don't remember what mine was, but yours was wooden butt plug. 
Hers was gorilla butthole. Yeah, that's about as hard as Grammy goes. Yeah. But she puts up with it. Yeah. Uh, Grandpa, man, he joins right in. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And he read you up a little bit. Yeah. I mean, it's in the genes. (laughs) Apparently, yeah. Mm -hmm. Just like diarrhea is hereditary because it runs in your genes. Take all that out. (laughs) That was all so bad. Yeah, it's pretty bad. I haven't been practicing. Yeah. Hey, it, it's been a while. It has. Because when Gary came down, I don't know, he had like a tight schedule of when he could be here or something, and we, we fucking we worked around him. That's the last time that's going to happen, Gary. I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> yeah. But we recorded like a long time ago, so it's been a while since we've- Like we've, two weeks? No, not two weeks. Not but, yet, week and a half maybe? Yeah. So it, it's been a while. A lot of things have happened during that time um, that we didn't get a chance to talk about that we would normally had a chance to talk about, like uh, our president got impeached and Star Wars came out. And I got a tattoo. What? You got a tattoo? Yep. So you got something to talk about during lobby time today. Yeah. It was fun. My first tattoo ever. And you always ask people what a tattoo hurts like, if it hurts like anything or what you can compare it to. It's always not like a great answer. You can't really describe it. It's one of those things that now that I've had it done to me, I can't really imagine what I would compare it to. Some parts of it are not bad. You can just kind of zone out through it. And then other parts are like, holy fuck, that hurts. So he went out and got the uh, movie mug and logo tattooed yep. right on his neck. <laughs> yeah. That's uh, that's some guerrilla marketing right there. And I got a, I got V and J tattooed on my nutsack. <laughs> nice. That'd be terrible. All right. Got anything else for the lobby? No. All right, well, let's head on back to the podcast studio slash viewing room, and Jack will unveil today's movie. Okay, so today's movie came out in 2019. Damn. Yeah, almost last year. Are we going to see Star Wars? <laughs> no, 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 no. Thank goodness. You, I, wouldn't, I would not put either of us through that. Uh, rated R, a runtime of 140 minutes. Okay. Uh, Rotten Tomatoes gave it an 83% with an audience score of 63%. Ooh. IMDb gave it a 7.2 out of 10 stars. Mm-hmm. The Mormon Mothers, I couldn't do too much of this. I had to do more of the lighthearted stuff. They tell us that there are only 45 uses of fuck and that mushrooms, weed, beer, hard liquor, and sleeping pills are all consumed. Okay, so much like last week, some debauchery. <laughs> yeah. This movie is called Midsummer. Or Midsommar. I think it's summer. But. <laughs> okay. Um, I, I, I haven't seen it. I don't so know anything about it. I hadn't seen anything on it, and then I was just looking up movies. <laughs> like, top movie of this genre. And I was looking at the list, and I saw this. I'm like, wait. Watch the preview, and I was excited. Wait a minute. Is this where they go away to, like, some Dutch retreat or something like that? Sort of. Okay. It's Swedish. I, okay. I do know what this is. I'm looking forward to this. Yeah, I am too. I'm excited to see what I picked. All right. Well, <laughs> let's take a movie mug and pause. <laughs> and we are back after watching 2019's Midsummer. Yeah. <laughs> Midsummer. Mm hmm. Well, first of all, am I on drugs right now? I wish I was on drugs because with I, you. Because I kind of feel like I'm on drugs right now. I kind of feel like what I just sat through. It's weird. I might have just been on drugs. Probably like, not. <laughs> but we don't know for sure. Uh, do you think Olivia drugged the grilled cheeses? <laughs> no, that was uh, <laughs> that was when it was almost over. I don't know. You know, I had some 
I had some samples at Costco today, and one of them was rack of lamb, and it tasted a little bit funny. Well, what makes you think you're on drugs during this? Because very I, clear and easy to watch movie. Well, then I was definitely on drugs. <laughs> oh my gosh, a uh, a fifty cent tour on this. I uh, let me try. Okay, I'll let you try. There's a girl, and her whole family dies, and her boyfriend's friend is from Sweden, and he invites them to go to Sweden where they're having some kind of festival, and they want them to join in the festival with them, so like four or five of them go, and shit gets weird, and shit gets real, and it's a cult, and they start killing people, and doing crazy dances, and chants, and I mean, that's all I got. And there's, I don't know. And a guy gets burned in a bear suit. Yeah. (laughs) All right, so the internet says a couple traveled to Sweden to visit their friend's rural hometown for its fabled Midsummer Festival. But what begins as an idyllic retreat quickly devolves into an increasingly violent and bizarre competition at the hands of a pagan cult. Bizarre competition to make a cool movie turn into a really bad one. I agree. I think it started out brilliantly. I was really, I was like, damn, I just fucking nailed my pick. In the first 11 minutes... I remember pausing it. it. Shit just completely and utterly hit the fucking fan. <laughs> yeah. Main character's sister emailed her some like shit and at the end of the email said goodbye, mom and dad are coming too. Yep. And then she gets a call and it shows, it goes through the house uh, with what happened. They found two cars running in the garage with like hoses on the end of them or whatever. The hoses led upstairs into the uh, mom and dad's room, and the hose went under the door, and they were duct taped, so carbon monoxide killed the parents, Mm -hmm. and then the sister had one, like, duct taped straight in her mouth, and she was just sitting there dead. Yeah, so you had a a carbon monoxide monoxide double harmatide. So you had a double... A carbon monoxide double homicide suicide. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I can't say that, obviously. A harmatide. A saba. We got to keep some of that in. We got to keep some of that in. That's fine. Double harmatide. Double harmatize and monoxide. Yeah, suicide. Decide. <laughs> they had so many great shots. From the very, very beginning, they opened up on these like winter trees and this landscape, and it's just peaceful, peaceful, mm-hmm. peaceful. And then, boom, a phone rings. And you're bam, you're at somebody's house. And that that was just one. There was another one where like she goes in the bathroom and then she's in the plane bathroom. Yeah. And like a really smooth transition. There and and when they found her sister, they just did this really slow zoom mm-hmm. and then it went out the window. And then midsummer popped up. Yeah. It was a really cool opening. I agree. The first eleven minutes were okay, this is some different shit. I'm into it. Mm-hmm. Let's do this. And they're on like the car drive once they landed in Sweden. And they're on like a drone camera. And it went over the car and tilted to where the car is driving on the road, but it's upside down completely. That shot was fucking I, I love those. That's my favorite part. That is my favorite part too. And my bucket of chicken. Okay. Your bucket of chicken goes to that shot? No. Oh, to the cinematography. Yeah. I thought that's what we were talking about. If that's where we're going right now, I'll go ahead and get my bucket of chicken to the cinematography also. The cinematography was the best part. 100%. You can't make a movie, like make as in like 
have it be a 100 just by the shots alone. No. Got to have a good story, too, which they did until the end. I've seen Hereditary, and it's the same director, whatever. I was so checked out in the moments where I was supposed to be the most checked in, and in the ending where it's supposed to be all serious with all these secret endings, it turns from a suspense movie into a why is this still on the TV (laughs) trash comedy type movie. Like, I'm very passionate because I was excited about this, and I was excited about Hereditary, and he got me twice. (laughs) Well, fool me once, shame on... Shame on me. Fool me twice. Can't get fooled again. So <laughs> if he comes out with a third movie, man, and he gets you again. Fuck that guy. I, I think I'm really going to have to finish this episode just assuming you've seen it. And if you haven't, then this isn't going to make a whole lot of sense. Yeah. So they, there are a lot of drugs involved. Yeah. Right when they show up, they give them shrooms. And then they just kind of trip out in the woods for a little while. And then they walk to this like beautiful place where all these people are dancing around and all Wearing these flowers, white, and it's just a beautiful like log place. Cabins, it's like heaven. But there's so many holes in this for me because there's there's so many fucking red flags in that place. Oh my god! Yes, that, that it wouldn't take long to be like, nope, I'm turning around and I'm leaving. Yeah, as soon as those shrooms wear off, mm-hmm. you just look around you for two seconds and realize I'm gonna go back the way we came, go to the airport and get the fuck out of here. I'm going to take my chances in the woods. <laughs> yeah, and it's like, oh, it's so stupid. They take him to this place, hey, you're going to be staying here, and it's covered with, like, drawings and stuff of people being murdered and weird things happening. Like, they were weird drawings. All over the walls of death and, like, ritualistic, and right off the bat, while they're, like, looking around, they want to see, oh, what's that? And so they walk by, and there's a sheet. They're like, it's a love story. And there's like this uh, horrible drawings of like this love potion and how to make it. And what are the ingredients of this love potion, Jack? Uh, Pube clippings Mm -hmm. and menstrual blood. Oh. Wow. And then the man eats it and then boom, you're going to fuck him. Yeah, it's supposed to make you fall in love. (laughs) Yeah. I'm pretty sure the lunch ladies have tried to do that to me (laughs) at school. Oh, no. No. Oh, no. (laughs) Enjoy your chili mac, Jack. (laughs) That was my nachos. (laughs) (laughs) Did it work? No. Gosh. Uh, Yeah, she clipped her pubes into his meat pie, and then she dripped some (laughs) of her blood in his lemonade. His lemonade... Menstrual blood. His lemonade looked a completely different color than everybody else's. They had this massive dining area where everyone's sitting next to each other and across from each other, and everyone else's drink was yellow, and his was like this off-burnt orange kind of. And I'm like... And he took a bite of that, like the Mississippi hair pie, whatever you want to call it. Meat pie with... (laughs) Where'd Mississippi come from? (laughs) Mississippi mud pie, I think. Oh, okay, gotcha. But he pulls a hair out of his teeth, and his buddy's like, is that a pube? Like, how would he know that quick? I mean, we all knew what it was. Yeah, but why the fuck, if there's a pube in his meat pie, then why would he drink his juice that is a completely different color from everyone else's? I think, like, you deserve to, to, you get what you get, man. Well, first of all, it was a hair pie. And second of all, once you... Meat pie with hair. In you know, it, you yeah. take that bite of something like that, you, you want to get that taste out of your mouth. Yeah, I'm going to eat the fucking grass before I drink 
burnt orange I lemonade mean, it, when everyone else's is yellow. It was pink lemonade. Is he fucking... It was... <laughs> okay. Yeah, because red plus yellow makes pink. No, it was Minimade. Little Minute Maid pink <laughs> no, lemonade. No, no, he had no, the last no, of the no, two no. liter of that, no, and everybody no, no, else no, no. had the two liter of the regular kind of lemonade. Yeah, what in the fuck? Well, it worked. Yeah, and then he fucked her. And with all these fat old ladies shaking their titties at him. You know, I I feel like we've done an episode where we talk about the most awkward sex scene ever, and I wish I could remember, but I can't. Oh, was it uh, Team America? No, that, was, that wasn't <laughs> yeah. awkward. That was awesome. <laughs> I don't remember what it was. But nothing will top the awkward sex scene of Midsummer. Yeah. He goes in there to bang the redhead, who he ate her clippings and drank her <laughs> menstrual cycle. He ate her bush. And there's like 10 other people. <laughs> yeah, he did. <laughs> not in the way that... Uh, not- I-, I think you said... was it, <laughs> it was either you or the movie. I don't think it was the movie. Uh, you were like, you ate her pubes. What are you afraid of now? <laughs> Like, so yeah, well, what are you timid for? So he, he, he went for it, and he goes in there, and she spreads her legs, and he gets disrobed. Wait, and, but he sniffs some smoke that is quote unquote for his vitality. They blow some kind of weird smoke or dust in his face for his vitality, and then he's like brown chicken, brown cow, and then he's okay, into it. Okay. So he goes in there, he starts banging her. And there's like 10 naked women of different ages and sizes around him. I would him. say two girls in their 20s and the rest were 40 plus. And they're just standing there naked. And then they start moaning as the girl's moaning. And then I guess they want him to hurry up because one of them comes and puts her hands on his butt and like, like pushing him harder. Pushing him into her. That, and they're like grabbing their boobs and yelling and shit. This the storyline got weirder and weirder. It's all, it's all fucking over the place. Like <laughs> when you turn 72... Your life is over. You have to kill yourself. You have to fucking jump off this cliff. And that never got mentioned again. That and was if just you, to make suspense. And if you don't die, they come and beat you with a big hammer. It, that was one of the most graphic death scenes I think I've ever seen. I was still into it by then. I, I was too, because I was like, damn, that was, that was fucking hard to watch. That was crazy. The gore when the first lady jumped off the cliff and smashed her head on a rock. Yeah. And her face was like gone. That was crazy. Whenever they beat the dead guy with the hammer, or the old man with the hammer, they showed that way too much. It just looked weird, because his face just turned to a pancake, <laughs> and they were booing him because he didn't kill himself efficiently, because <sighs> basically they were on the top of this cliff, cut their hands, put it like put their prints on some rock with carving into it, I don't give a fuck, <laughs> and then they had to jump off a cliff. And the lady went first, and there's just like this big rock right under the cliff. Like, it would be hard to miss it. And she, boom, face plants in that thing, and her face recoils up, and it shows like like basically a hole where her face should be, and then like meat and skin and shit like to the side, like you opened up a book. And then the old man just like walks off the side and pencils into the ground. (laughs) Like poor old guy, he was way past seventy two. They they missed him for a while, and uh, yeah. So they beat him in with this like massive two handed eight foot wooden mallet. It was rough though. It was very rough and weird and hard to watch because most movies don't go there. They don't go that graphic. There were some little side stories with his friends and stuff like that. I'm not going to get into any of that at all because it just no, it, it was, was pointless. But the main girl, the one whose family died from the homicide suicide Mm -hmm. she had no self-confidence 
she was just caving in to anything that her boyfriend wanted and her boyfriend really wanted to leave her. And she was just like, yeah. Oh no, 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 I'm not mad. I'm not mad at it. And I was really sad for her. And I felt for her yeah. that she was like that. It, it was kind of the story of her and how low she was. And at the end, she had become the Midsummer Queen by winning a dance contest, basically, which just sounds even more bizarre yeah. if you haven't seen this movie that you think there's a dance <laughs> contest in this, but there is. It's a, it was girls only, and then you get in a circle and like hold hands, ring around the rosy kind of fast around some like big pagan statue <laughs> totem pole thing. Are you sure I'm not on drugs? And then girls just start like falling down, like they're tired after taking four steps, and it's like, wow, you really wanted to be queen, huh? Then by some miracle. It's just her and two other girls, and the two other girls like hit each other on accident and fall down. I think they threw it. I think she was supposed to win. It's a trap because their buddy who's from there, who brought them there, got like commended for bringing in outsiders for them to sacrifice. Yeah, because they had to kill nine people, including some of their own. But, but I- having more outsiders, so I guess he was saving the lives of some of the people there. Which doesn't really make that much sense, because some of the people there were like very excited to die. They're like, yeah, we're going to die for our pagan god. Woo! I don't have to clip my pubes and <laughs> menstruate into a man's, and do a man's meal just to uh, have some fun in this life. It was bizarre. At the end, she was the queen. She decided between two people to die, and she picked her boyfriend to die. Because she, well, she caught him banging the redhead with ten women standing around. Yeah. So she picked him to die. They drugged him to where he was alive, but he couldn't talk and he couldn't move. And they put him inside a dead bear's carcass and left him in a barn to burn. They started trying really, really hard to have like cool scenes in the end. I just thought that was stupid. That's, please keep watching. It kind of looks cool and grasps your interest. So please watch the ending that I made intentionally way too confusing. For anyone to enjoy. I am interested in Midsummer 2. Danny goes back to Ohio. Just kind of see what life's going to be like after that. She can't. <laughs> but they're like, She's stuck in that massive flower dress. No, they're like, we, we, hope, <laughs> we hope you enjoyed the festival, the Midsummer Festival. We'll uh, have another one in 90 years. We'll give you a ride to the airport. You can head on back to Cleveland. And um, good luck with you. I will say that this movie was beautifully creepy. For a while. Yeah. For a while is in big, bold letters. It stayed beautiful the whole time. I mean, it was oh, just yeah. the colors, the shots. It was amazingly done. It amazingly done. Superb. Visually stunning transitions, shots, everything. It was mm-hmm. it was wonderful. And I did like the, the mysteriousness of the people. Yes. They, they wouldn't tell you anything, but they, like, if you asked even, like, two or three times in a row... They'd kind of let you in on a little bit more like, oh, uh, what is this I'm about to drink? Oh, it's tea for the competition. And then they just like walk away. And so you're forced, not forced to drink it, but you're just like, well, fuck it. They're not coming back. Who am I going to ask? When in Rome, <laughs> yeah. just go ahead and take it. I mean, I want to drink it. Whatever they're having looks fun. It'd be a fun podcast. <laughs> it was a very bizarre movie. Like I said, I felt like I was on drugs watching it. And you know when when they first got there and they took the mushrooms and they started tripping, it was kind of funny. Yeah. But I almost felt like toward the end, it was all just going to be one trip and they just wake up and they're still like laying underneath that tree oh. and all, they're all like, oh, wow, that was such a crazy trip and then it's over. <laughs> I'd have been okay with that, I think. It, I think it would have 
been a little bit better of an ending than the one we got, which isn't really an ending. Like, that could have just been another scene in the middle of the movie, and it would have made just as good a sense. You know, I think we'll use this ending when other movies are shitty endings, and we'll just say, yeah, this was bad, but it wasn't a guy getting burned in a bear suit. (laughs) Well, can't wait to hear what your score is. My head is having trouble separating the first half of the movie and the second half. Because if I could rate the first half, with it, which is just really nice shots and weird, creepy ambience when they're meeting the people and just nothing happens yet, but it's just creepy and weird and hard to watch the whole time, that half would get a really nice score. And then the latter half, obviously, terrible. So this isn't going to be 100? I'm starting to get that feeling? <laughs> yeah, no. It's hard because I enjoyed a lot of it. I'm I'm feeling 45. Okay. So the movie had potential. It had some of the most fun and awesome transitions and shots I've seen in a movie in a long time. It was beautifully done. It was. We can't take that away from it. The acting was not very good. All the guys in it pretty much sucked. Even the main guy, the poor man's Chris Pratt. Yeah. He was a terrible actor. He was. The girl was a really good actor. I enjoyed her. Her her at the very beginning when she was trying to get a hold of her Mm -hmm. sister. Looking worried was her specialty. Yeah. And crying, man. She was really good at crying. The wailing. Her wailing noise was like nails on a chalkboard. But but she was a good actress. I liked her. I got really tired of her, though. Just watching her be anxious for two and a half hours got old. It did. It was too long. It was too all over the place. I did enjoy enough of it to give it a 60. Just toward the end, like you, I was like, all right, I'm, I'm, unless something really kick-ass happens, I'm just, I'm done. Because they just try and try and try. Like you've said before, once a movie goes on and on and on and on, and it just n- doesn't give you enough, you kind of check out. And yeah. then by the end, you're like, I'm just fucking glad it's over. That's stupid. We, we've done that in several movies we've watched where you're like, eh, that should have got me, but ugh, I was done by then. Mm-hmm. It would have been better off as a book. You don't read books. No, but it would have been better <laughs> off. I've read many books, but many. back in my heyday. But this would have been better off as a book. When was your heyday? That's what I want to know. I mean, I read a whole 12 book series. I read... Captain th- Underpants? No, Cirque du Freak. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, 12 books, bitch. I read all of the Hunger Games books in fifth grade before the first movie had even come out. Well, boom. You. I was really hyped about that, actually. I bragged about that. I did read Junie B. Jones, Captain Underpants, a little bit of Dabbled in Magic Treehouse, <laughs> a book called Dark Matter. Um, intense- that, that was a big boy book. Intensity by Dean Koontz. We'll, uh, we'll break that down in our next podcast called Book Muggin. That'd be hard. <laughs> that was a great book. Today's book is... And then we read a book, and then we come back and do a podcast. We just read a book on the mic. All right. Well, I don't know how good of a job we did at talking about this movie, because I don't really think you can do a very good job about talking about this movie, because it's bizarre all over the place. And it tries too hard. Yeah. One more thing I did like, and then we'll we'll put this thing out of its misery, is... uh, the drug scenes when they were on drugs they did show kind of the things that you would see while on drugs like the trees breathing the grass growing through your hand just things kind of moving around and i thought man that's that's some good stuff right there it is just weird cool effects 
that they don't add enough. You get this movie, the cinematography and the, those effects and stuff like that, and you couple it with a great story, man, you're going to yeah. get a fantastic movie. Because this wasn't it. In most movies, when someone drinks too much or anything, if they show an effect, most of the time they just like, they would just show like a little bit blurry and like tracers and stuff. In this movie, they showed the cool trippy stuff. Yes, they did. That not a, I feel like not a lot of movies do. At least not a lot of the movies I've seen with drug content. This is the best I've seen it done. Okay, yeah. The, Other than in person. <laughs> hey, All right. Anything else? Drug Mugging, the new podcast. Yes, dude. We're <laughs> just going to have spinoff after spinoff. And we'll have guests. Well, we could just have a special guest, and they could bring the drug, and then they could no. we could take the drug, and then they would tell us what it is, and then they would uh, tell us what's like, going to happen. Crystal meth. Yeah, and then we'll come back on and be like, all right, we just got done taking crystal meth. I'm going to give it the 50-cent tour. Oh, Samuel L. Jackson. paranoid as fuck right now. We can have, what I was trying to say is segue, so our name would be Druggin, short for Drug Muggin, and we could just have our guest's name after, Druggin Samuel L. Jackson. And so it can kind of sound bad, but that's just our guest. Like he would be on the show and we would do drugs together? So, like, no, if we, like... And our the title of our podcast would be Druggin Dash Samuel L. Jackson, like we're just the podcast and have the guest on. Yes or no, do we get to do drugs with Samuel L. Jackson? Yes. Thank you, because I want to do drugs with Samuel L. Jackson. We get to do motherfucking crack. All right. <laughs> That's awesome. So we'll do crack with Samuel L. Jackson. Some lemon quaaludes. With Leonardo DiCaprio. Smoke some weed with Willie Nelson. Because if you're going to smoke weed, it's got to be with Willie Nelson. Or Snoop Dogg. No, Willie Nelson. Well, I heard that... We'll have to do two episodes. I heard that when they smoked together, that Willie Nelson kept going after Snoop Dogg tapped out. Willie Nelson probably started smoking right out of the womb. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe. Love me some Willie Nelson, though. Blue Eyes Crying in the Rain, top 10 greatest song ever. Of all genres. And I'm sticking with it. And our new podcast called Music Muggin. (laughs) Okay, that one I'd be down for. All right. Well, this was a fun time. Um, yeah. Sort of. <laughs> no, it was a good time. The movie, you know, that's going to happen on this show. We're going to have this some happens. movies, some some hits and some misses. Um, this one was uh, had some hits, but a lot of misses and overall lost the game. Mm-hmm. It's like a kid running a race on a track and he runs the first bit of it like super fast and it's looking awesome. And then he just like throws up and passes out and dies on the track. And everybody passes him. And everyone like stomps on him as they run over him and laugh at him. Call him a pussy. Yeah. Pussy, get up, pussy. All right, guys. Thank you for tuning in to episode number 31 of Movie Muggin. If you want to keep up with us, we are on Twitter and Instagram at Movie Muggin. Come interact with us. If you want to email us, you can do so at moviemuggin at gmail.com. Guys, happy fucking new year. Yeah. We hope you have a wonderful 2020. We are going to be here in 2020. We're going to be here in 2021. Man, you are not going to get rid of us. We're going to keep coming back and keep coming back. And we may have some spinoffs. I kind of like some of these ideas, especially smoking crack with Samuel L. Jackson. Yes. I'm going to motherfucking crack. I'm going to tweet that out at him and uh, see if we get any kind of response. (laughs) Yeah, from his lawyer. Part of me thinks Samuel L. Jackson would be down to be on our show. Maybe not smoking crack. Smoke crack. Gosh. (laughs) That ruined his image. Who would you rather have on this show? Like, if you could have anybody on this show with us, who would you rather have than Samuel L. Jackson? For me, there is absolutely nobody. I think Leonardo, maybe. No fucking way. Uh, But I think Samuel L. Jackson would be funnier. He would be the coolest. He is a cool motherfucker. He is so cool. I love that guy. He is so fantastic (laughs) in movies. 
I don't even know that I'd really be listening to what he said other than just listening to his voice. And listening for motherfucker. Listening for motherfucker. And I just want to hear, does he look like a bitch? I'm going to make a burger Mm. and I want him to say the line. I'm going to give him a drink with a straw and just watch him drink it. I'm going to say what to him a lot. Yeah. (laughs) Fuck yes. What ain't no country? (laughs) Say what again? Yes. Yeah, I want him to shoot me. You know what? I'm going to go ahead and promise our listeners that in 2020, we will have Samuel L. Jackson on this podcast. (laughs) That's a promise. It is. Okay. Well, again, guys, Happy New Year. I hope your 2020 is awesome. We look forward to spending more time with you in the new year. Yeah, that's my New Year's resolution. Have a movie mugging New Year's. Have a movie mugging year. We out. Do you believe in magic?